All right, hip hop colonians, what's up, y'all? It's your man DJ Mr. Chris with another fresh dope episode of Hip Hop Galypse. So today's guest, I have a lady who is very talented. Let me tell you, I heard all of her material, y'all, and I know that y'all probably heard some of it too. And it's just straight banging, and I'm an instant fan, instant fan. And this lady is on her way to become iconic in the R&B music industry. Today's guest on Hip Hop Calypse, I have the very talented, beautiful young lady, Kissy Lee in the house. What's <laughs> up? How are you? <laughs> chilling, 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 chilling. Oh man, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me too. No, that's what's up. So. I say this with every guest. We're just going to dive right into it. We're going to hop into it. So we're going to ask just the general questions. Like, where are you from? I was born in Germany. I grew up in Denver. And now I'm in Atlanta. Okay, so now you're in Atlanta? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So now as far as like musical influence and stuff like that, and this is for the guests listening, she has... She she's definitely R and B, and she has a uh, I'm not going to say a unique sound, but it's one of those sounds that it has to be reckoned with. And no offense to you, Kissy, but the first mm-hmm. comparison that I had drew was kind of like the swagger of like a Keisha Cole. Like <laughs> not really comp- not not really comparing, but you know I love that whole Keisha Cole swagger. You kind of have a little bit of that swagger. Who were your inspir- who who were your influences coming up? Yeah, definitely I get that a lot and some other ladies that great ladies that came before me. So I actually like that. Um I was influenced by Mary J. Blige, definitely Keisha Cole, um, Aaliyah, Bruno Mars, Isley Brothers, and Jagged Edge would be like my t- and Babyface would be my top influence. Okay, and so Aaliyah, now you you're you're pretty. It looks like you're pretty young. You know what I mean. And so you you remember some of Aaliyah's music like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, my parents are from. My mom's from Philly, and my dad's from Chicago. So they are full of soul. They listen to everything. Like my dad, lately he been on Fabio, but <laughs> like mm. my parents listen to everything. Our house was always full of music. My mom used to quiz us on. Who, who is this singing? You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I've always like, I don't care what era they came from as long as it's good music. That's what's up. So 2019, you came out with an EP mm-hmm. called The Real EP. And yeah. there, there's a song on there. So we're going to go down some of your songs that I, that, that I really liked. I did like All the Way In with The Legend. Okay. So let's just talk about that. So, and I will let you introduce who that legend was. Yes. Who was that legend, uh, and how did that how did that come about? How, how how were you able to work that out? My song "All the Way In" is featuring the Kiki Wyatt. Okay, um, it actually came about because I start when I came to Atlanta. I started off as a songwriter, so I ended up writing for Kiki, and she kind of just took me under her wing, like as a little sister, and like we just been so close. All the way in, after writing so many songs for her, she was in the studio with me one day. And she was like, okay, I'm gonna sing this part on the hook. I said, oh, we're doing a song together. (laughs) So Mm. she just crashed my session and we ended up doing a whole record together. (laughs) So that that must be kind of, um, first of all, I mean, aside from being just 
not necessarily starstruck, but just in awe of somebody is just going to do a hook like that. I mean, somebody comes to that caliber, just come and say, we're going to do a hook. I mean, it's just like, whatever you want to do, yeah. you, know, you can hum on the track if you want. Right. right <laughs> I can right. say two words. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. And so you have another track on there called Only You. Now, is, mm-hmm. is that with the, is that with the old school Sammy? Yeah, that's Sammy. Right. <laughs> he got a lot of new stuff too. But yep, that's Sammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sammy, man. That's um I used to I, I used to love Sammy. He came out with a, a, a track called a, a crazy little thing called Love and um, Yeah. Um he did the soundtrack. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he also did a soundtrack, uh, a song for um Hardball with Hardball or something like that with Yep, Sammy. he did. Okay, so what's Sammy up to today? He's He's doing good. Well, actually, last year I was, um, he actually brought me on tour with him last year, 2019. So I was able to open for him. His tour was sold out every city we went to, nothing but girls. Mm-hmm. Then um, this year he started the top of the year on the Millennium Tour with B2K and all them. But then um, obviously COVID stopped everything because the plan was he was going to do a second round of his tour and I was about to go back on tour with him. Right, right. Okay, so let's touch on the tour life in a minute. So just, just, just finishing up with your music here. So for all of the listeners that's listening, I mean, she has some great music. Twenty sixteen, you came out with an album called Rules for Girls. Yeah. Um, Basement Party and Mesmerize were my favorite tracks on her. But what I wanted to do, what what I want to do, I want to draw a correlation between twenty sixteen and twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. You're evolving. Uh, your 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 sound. I'm not going to say it's much different, but the content and the material from 2016, from Rules for Girls up until the real EP in 2019, is contrastly different and and, and much more mature. And so, yeah. now going into your new projects and stuff like that, as far as an artist, how does that make you feel with just the whole evolution of maturity? Um, I feel like vocally wise, like I just, my voice, I'm more in control of it and I'm more confident in it. So it helps me to, when I write, I can play around with different sounds and styles. So that, that helps in the maturity. And then just the things that I've been through in between the time spans have, you know, affected my life. So I have just more deeper content to write about. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and that's one of the things I think, as far as where uh, R&B right, as far as R&B right now, and this is just my opinion, as far as with uh, female vocalists uh, in R&B, they, they, they not going to name any names, but um, Evolution, Mary J. Blige, quite naturally, from one album to the next, it's always that next level that ne- mm. next level of maturity when Whitney Houston was alive she had that next level of maturity and so mm-hmm. my question to you is on your new material are you working on any new material oh yes I have an EP that is already ready uh we're about to mix and master it's dropping February okay so that's what's up um mm-hmm. so and I'm assuming that will be the next level of maturity for you as well since those were influences. okay mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how would a female vocalist stay relevant in this, in the industry? Um, right now on radio, it's heavily saturated with, um, you know, we got the Cardi B's, we got the Meg, you know, we got the Meg, the Stallions and everything like that. And it seems like people tend to gravitate more towards the rap, hip hop part 
of music nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas back in the '90s, you know, we had you know we had the Brandys, the Monicas, the Mary mm-hmm. J. Blige's, and everything like that. So, as far as relevancy is concerned, with regards to you, how do you stay relevant in a in a uh, in an industry right now that's predominantly ruled by female hip hop artists? As far as music. Um- I think like when, when when I focus on writing like in the studio, just because being a songwriter for other artists, I always go for the single. I'm like, I need to get the single because otherwise it don't matter. So even for myself, I write like every song will be a single. So my My Love record that I just dropped, Mr. Hanky, the radio's showing it so much love right now, actually. Um, because it's a tempo record and I made it where it could fit in after a Meg Thee Stallion song, you know what I'm saying? And the next single I'm about to drop, Sheesh, I, I give the hip hop vibes. I guess you would call my style like an R&B hip hop just because of the heavy drums I use because I want it to fit in. They could play the baby after this next single that I dropped. They could play a baby record right after it. So I think about that. Man, that's what's up. You know what? That's that's a hell of an answer. That's an awesome mm-hmm. answer. So my love, I seen the video was pretty hype, and mm-hmm. it took me it took me back from it took me back to uh, when I was a senior in high school because it has. <laughs> It has a little jingle from a gentleman. <laughs> you know, uh, it Keith has. Keith Sweat, a, yo. That's right. That's that. That's right. That's, um, has Keith heard that? He has. He um, when they played it for him, he was like, "Well, who is that?" He loves it. He actually loves it. Yeah, you know, Keith is a Renaissance man. I didn't know that he. Um, was actually the, the the producer that he was, you know, and I just found that out. I didn't either. Yeah, I did not know. Um, he yeah. actually owns all his masters, everything. So all the clearances, everything went through him. Right now, have you met him? Not yet. Okay. My whole team, they know him, and they've been like they were. They've all had like conference calls and stuff. But he just says he loves it. I haven't met him yet. The video was hot. Thank you. Yeah, the vid the the video is rocking, and so for all the listeners, my love, Kissy Lee, y'all need to go on YouTube and uh, check that video out. So for some of the old heads that's like me, if y'all over, let's just say, if y'all over the age of thirty nine, you guys mm-hmm. will have a fond appreciation for uh, not only the video but the sound because it, it mm-hmm. will it it is guaranteed to take you back. Real talk. Mm-hmm. So now. Um, how long have you been in the music industry for? When, when was um, your first break, I guess you could say? Yeah, so my first like professional, okay, I'm in the industry would be probably about um, five years ago, five or six years ago when I got like my first big placements with artists. Because when I got to Atlanta, I was always an artist in Colorado, but in Atlanta is when I found out that songwriting is a whole career path. So I really focused really heavy on the songwriting side. So I started getting placements on Jacquees, Tiny Harris, the OMG Girls, Kiki Wyatt, Jacob Lattimore. I just really focused on that. So that six years ago would have been like my professional break. Now, did you move from Colorado to Atlanta for music or was it just one of those things you just moved to Atlanta and then it happened? No, yeah, I really just moved to Atlanta to go to, I went to Clark Atlanta University. Um, I had just applied to only HBCUs because I like, I want to be around my people. So uh, I was choosing between Howard and Clark and Clark uh, 
somehow got a hold of my music and they wrote the acceptance letter back and they were like, oh, we can also get her played on the radio. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, when you think of Atlanta now, um, see, because I'm out here in California. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So Atlanta is really now just, in, in, and this is my opinion, they've, they, you know, quite naturally, the baby faces. I mean, the countless list of artists and stuff like that. I mean, that's that that's the new hits view. Um, it really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, anything that's coming out of Atlanta, you know, that it's 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 just going to be just hot. But but with that said, how much does Atlanta play into the influence of your music by you being from Colorado? Yeah, yeah when definitely. You think of, when I- when you think of Colorado, you don't really think of like RB artists. I'm, I'm you to do not, it. actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll probably be the first to put Colorado on the map. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, in Atlanta, I always love like um, the the, uh, the stories of LaFace records and all that. So I think just me growing up in Colorado, that's what I listened to was artists from Atlanta. So when I got here, that was an easy influence R&B wise. And then like when you get to like listening to Lil Baby and listening to the Migos and stuff like that, like it influences my cadence in R&B because sometimes I'll take those pockets and put it in an R&B song and just, you know, keep it creative. You know what I like um, and, and what you did with uh, My Love, um, a- a- actually as well as a couple of other uh, tracks that I listened to, I like how you just kept the real, um, and I don't want to say simplistic, but I do like the simplistic simplicity that you kept for old heads such as myself. Because quite naturally, there's a stark contrast and for new artists to be accepted for, you know, like the older generation and stuff like that. You did a pretty good job with um, you did a pretty good job with the cadences in, uh, you know, especially my love with your vocal range, um, the the material. I mean, the Thank beat was slamming. Who made, who made the beat on that? Mr. Hanky, Mr. Hanky, yeah, he did Lil Duval Smile. Um, he did Two Chain and Lil Wayne's newest song they have out now. Okay, okay. So shout out to Mr. Hanky. Yeah. Um, as far as where music is at right now, just the industry and uh, as a whole. Now you've been around the block a couple of times, and you've been in the industry. You know, music switches up every every three years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where do you think music is where where do you think as far as R and B is concerned, where do you think it's at right now? What do you think is needed and what can you bring? I think where it's at right now, it's almost back. Like it's getting to a very good place, I feel like. I think what I bring to R and B is I don't mean to interrupt you. So so mm-hmm. just let me touch on that point. You said that it's almost back. Mm-hmm. I think I know I the answer like next to the question. Year is when it's gonna be back in the forefront, forefront. Okay. Where did where did it go? Well, people just the rappers kind of took our our singing a little bit. They got a hold of that auto tune, and because you know they write so fly and so like you know swaggy that people are like oh I'd rather listen to this because traditionally R and B is like you know love songs, poetic type stuff. So once you know like her started coming out and the different artists that make it swaggy but still R&B it started bringing it back to the forefront because I think that people may have thought maybe it's too cheesy and hip hop is more like swaggy you know um, and I'm a, I want you to continue before I interrupted you I mm-hmm. think 
when Booed Up came out. Um, it was back. It, it 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 was like a statement song that said, "Hey, listen, it, it I, we are coming back. The vocalists I agree. are coming I can back. See that, yeah. You can I, you can I see that? that. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan. I, honestly, I'm not a. I, I appreciate it, but I'm not a big fan of the song mainly because my I, I think maybe because my girlfriend probably adores it and listens <laughs> to it so much. But when it came out, you had to take notice to it. And so, mm-hmm. um, now what is it that you're able to bring to it? I said what I bring is the more energy R&B. Like, uh, remember when Teddy Riley brought, like, the new Jack Swing? Absolutely. And so it's, like, I feel like I bring that kind of energy. I like the heavy bass, the drums. Like, whereas some R&B artists are more vibe vibed out, I'm more, like, the old school energy, I feel like. But, I, you know, I mix it with, like, my generation, like, verbiage and wordplay and stuff like that. I like the fact that on your albums and on your tracks you you automatically garner a a a certain type of respect i mean mm-hmm. all, all respectful there's some mm-hmm. artists that you listen to and it, it may sound kind of weird you would have to be i guess you would have to be a dj or or somebody in the music into the industry to see mm-hmm. there's certain people on certain albums certain artists that's coming out they are just artists yeah your music garners a a certain type of respect which you know kiki wyatt (laughs) apparently had to see you know what i mean yeah so how does it make you feel to probably one day be mentioned in the same breaths as the Aretha Franklin's and the the Gladys like the the Gladys Knights and I'm not going to be too loosely with this um, Mm. but you have you you I I love you got the potential but Uh I don't want to offend any other listeners but to be the Gladys Knights the Whitney Houston's um, the Patti LaBelle's how do you think how how does that make you feel to, to possibly think that one day you'll be mentioned in that same breath um to me that would be one of the major goals that i've always had be accomplished because these ladies ain't nothing to play with baby so if if i'm i'm working hard now i'm doing my job i'm always making sure i elevate you know putting in the work so i don't you know i do this for fun because it's my passion but i take it seriously so to be among those names means that i did did my job yeah i'm sorry about that um no absolutely in in a sense, you all of those ladies that I had named off, you know, Stephanie Mills in, included in that, T- Tina Marie's, mm-hmm. um, you know, they did something different. They did mm-hmm. something different with their music. Uh, they did something with their, their sound. How are you planning on doing something different with your music? And I heard the difference already on this real EP that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, strategically. How different are you going to be so your vocals, so your music could just stand out from the rest of the world? And and, and given the fact, and and, and I guess and I guess the good thing about it, um, and I'd have one more question for you after this. And I think mm-hmm. the good thing about it is is that um you're already halfway there from what I see. So how are you mm-hmm. gonna what what are you gonna do uh creatively to become a little bit different? 
Well, what's good about um, my team is that it's not just me, even though I'm the one writing it and getting the formula down, I have a great team around me who has great ears that'll be like, okay, you might need to just re-record this part. So really what helps me strategically is having a team of great musical people around me that be like, we could push it right here instead of me just, okay, I wrote this, here goes a song. You know what I'm saying? We really, when you're writing a song, it's a science, it's a math problem for the real great songwriters. So it takes time to put it together. So we really take our time and be like, okay, let's put this piece here, put this piece here. And that's how we're gonna make it that that song, that record to be, you know, wrecking with. So we really just take our time and piece it apart is what I think strategically, excuse me, mm -hmm. strategically is gonna help make things different and push it to the limit. You tend to, um, you, you know, we're listening to the, um, uh, the songs you tend to stay away from the whole heavy sex innuendos and sexuality is that done by purpose um yeah well not by on purpose it's just like what I like I the artists that I always love Mary J Blige and those ladies like that they more so was relationship based and then just my life period has been more relationship things now if i was you know in the streets i guess I, it might be more you know sexual innuendos but i like to keep it poetic when it comes to that like how jodeci's was more poetic so if i do get into that it would be more like poetic type vibes instead of just straight in your face so are you signed are you, are you no i'm independent still right now okay so and that's one of the things, because, you know, when I talk to other artists, they say, OK, well, the artists, especially you being a, a, a by you being young, uh, beautiful and black and everything like that. A lot of the labels will say, hey, listen, we need to push the sex part. We need to make her into a sex symbol. Mm -hmm. How offensive is that? <laughs> it doesn't offend me because I get it because just me writing for other artists I see the process that they use but I, I'm very strong I'm not going to do anything that makes me uncomfortable so because I know how I like to dress and there's ways like Aaliyah was sexy without being like naked you know what I'm saying so it's ways to be sexy without having everything out no no and, and that's what's up and, uh, and the point where I was getting at and I think that's what separated like those divas um mm -hmm. you know they didn't they they didn't they were really relationship based the team yeah the, the, the tina marie's uh, mm -hmm. you know mariah mariah carries uh, mm -hmm. so on and so forth relationship based as opposed to um sex driven and so mm -hmm. um shout out to you so what does the future hold for you what's I know yes, that you got an album coming up. So what, what does the future hold for you? Well, I just dropped my Christmas single. I uh, covered, I did my rendition of Someday at Christmas. I've seen that. Yeah, so that's out. And then um, we're shooting a video for my second single. So we should be dropping my second single uh, featuring Light Skin Keisha uh, at the end of this month. Okay. So that's going to be a big one. Then we're going to drop the EP February. Okay. You're busy. Yeah, is, is and I'm in artist development right now too, three days a week. So okay, so um, you have tours and everything like that that's coming up too. Well, after after, know, after COVID, after COVID, quite we're gonna see. Yeah, but we actually have been pushing through. You know, Atlanta is still a little bit open, so I have been getting some really big show. Been, get been on some really big shows that we've had this year, but definitely next year once we open up. Okay, who's um. A couple of artists that you would love to work with. 
Definitely, I always say this. I really pray it happens. Uh, Bruno Mars. I just feel like we were making amazing song, songs together. Okay. <laughs> Maybe album. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 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 definitely Bruno Mars. Um, I would definitely love to work with uh, Meg Thee Stallion, um, your Nicki Minaj's. Um, as far as R&B collabs, I would love to do a song with Tiana Taylor. I think she's so dope. Um, her, um, Beyonce. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah. How about um, if someone came and this may sound morbid, but it happens every day. If someone had brought you a um, well, actually, I'll just ask it straightforward. How about an artist that's not here anymore? You know, they passed oh, yeah. on, they transitioned. What artist would you would love? What you would have loved to have worked with? Uh, I mean, just to be in the presence of Whitney Houston and Aaliyah. Okay, so that's what's up. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Are you happy where you are? I am. I'm definitely like, it's hard for me to even notice where I'm at because I keep my head down and just keep digging. But um, so I have to look up sometimes like, OK, we did really, we did pr do pretty good this year. So I'm very happy. I just be so focused on, OK, what can I do next? What do you want the listeners to know about you that they d probably don't know that not too many people know about? Um. I don't know what they don't know about me as far as it comes to that. Like, they need to know that I'm on TikTok and I have a lot of fun on there. <laughs> but I do these vlogs on YouTube. I um, kind of dig into my personal life on YouTube. So if they did feel like they wanted to know more about me and like my personality outside of my songwriting, that y'all can go to my YouTube and I like got vlogs with my daughter, vlogs with my friends. Like, so that would be things that they could just, you know, see about me. Okay. So shout out to your daughter. Yes. Where can, where, so, so where can they find you? Um, what's your what's your handles on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine? Yes. Um, in Facebook, I think you just type in Kissy Lee. Um, Instagram and Twitter, it's I am Kissy Lee. And my name is spelled K-I-S-S-I-E. Sometimes people use the Y, it's, it's I-E. And TikTok is just I am Kissy Lee one. And YouTube, just type in Kissy Lee. How'd you come up with the name? Um, I actually, my mom would always have us read and do all these assignments in the summer before we could like play or get on the phone uh, and stuff. And so it was from one of the books that my mom had us read. It was an African-American poet named Margaret Walker. So she wrote a poem called Kissy Lee and I always felt attached to that character. That's what's up. I'm glad that yeah. you're, I'm glad that you're really in tune with your heritage also. Oh yeah, definitely. It's very important. Kissy, mm -hmm. this was a dope interview. Thank yes, I appreciate much. you. I love the questions. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I try to be I try to be a little bit strategic. So, um, but hey, uh, hold the line. Hold the line real quick, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kissy Lee was on Hippocalypse, y'all. My bad. <laughs>